Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Church Podcast. We hope that the message today encourages you. Today's podcast comes from our weekly Facebook Live broadcast called Weekday Chat. To tune in live and interact with us online, join us during your lunch on Facebook, Wednesdays at noon. Enjoy today's podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Weekday Chat, where we meet midweek to talk about where we've been and where we're going. My name is Riley Weaver, and I'm one of the ministers here at the church. And my name is Steve White, and we count it always a privilege to touch base with you during the week. If you have any comments or questions you'd like to ask or anything you want to share with, feel free in the comments below to do something, say something, type something, and we'll, re- we'll respond to them even while we're online or later if that would be helpful to you. So here we are. Mm-hmm. Socially distanced. Socially yeah. distanced, that's <laughs> yeah, right. right. Yes. You could pull your beard up, see, if you forgot your mask and just uh, cover it. I mean, I could, yeah. I actually need to find a mask that's <laughs> beard compatible. <laughs> yeah, so. right. Steve, you want to talk a little bit about the message from Sunday? Yeah, Psalm 139, which uh, I go to this psalm often because often I meet with people, especially women who struggle with their their self-image and their sense of worth and value. And this is one of these psalms that really speaks to that. In fact, there's a book. Uh, it's been around for a long time, but I've probably given it out more than any other one book called The Search for Significance. Hmm. And it's really built based on Psalm 139, on the sense of who we are, our worth, our value as persons. And uh, it's really, it's, it's, a, it's a psalm that really, I, I relate to David with it because he says, you know, you hem me in. And then his thoughts are too wonderful for him to attain. So the, the two words that come to mind for me are um, shuddering and slumbering. You know, I, I, I shudder when I think that everything God knows about me and I consider his holiness and who he is next to me, a sinner. But yet, at the same time, I slumber because of his grace and mercy. In other words, I can rest because I know I don't have to live under judgment because Christ took the judgment. So I really, I really am like David when he starts out all this that God knows about us. And uh, I, if I'm not careful, I get out of balance and I get too sleepy and I forget his holiness or I get shuddering too much and I have neglected enjoying his grace and his mercy. Mm. So it's that tension all the time. How about you? That's great. Well, you know, just a question, when you hear that, you know, God knows us better than we know ourselves, what's your reaction to that? I shudder or I sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, that's what it is. I, 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 I don't know how else to behave, but mm-hmm. I'm never in balance. Sure. Never. I'm either, I'm either taking too much advantage of God's grace and mercy, or I'm not taking advantage of it enough. Sure. And so there's that part of me in the flesh that, God, you know me so well, I really can't pray to you because I feel too guilty. I know how I acted yesterday. I know what I said yesterday. So I'm not going to meet with you this morning because mm-hmm. I don't want to confess this again. Sure. Or I don't want... He already knows it all, right? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that even though he knows it all, he knows everything, we still... If we really, if we really understood him to the full street, we, we would be attracted to him all the time. Mm-hmm. And yet at the same time, we fear coming near him because we know who he is. So, you know, it's kind of all over the page. But yeah. David obviously wants us to rest in him and be confident in him that he could have wiped us out, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. 
And, and that's why the, the good news of the gospel is so grand. He embraces us, yeah, right? Absolutely. I think for me, you know, i terrified is probably the first word I'd use, yeah. you know, when it, when it comes to God knowing me better than I know myself. Cause I mean, there's definitely not a good, not a lot of good stuff in here, but I think that is a cool thing to know too, because if God knows everything about me, he knows who I can be. And, you know, he knows who he created me to be. And I, I think that just gives me, hmm. me hope for the future, you know, hope for who, God is trying to transform me to be. Yes, I like that, what you just said, because knowing knowing us is not simply about what we've done or what we're doing or what we have been. It's about the potential in us mm-hmm. as well. I didn't even think of it that way till now. Hmm. You're my teacher today. Uh, Thanks for that. For, no, I like First that. time ever. No, 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 that's not true, <laughs> but I love that thought about, um, I sort of touched on a Sunday about God's dreams of us, sure. what he has for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So absolutely. I guess I did talk about it. That's where you got the idea, I, right? I did, yeah. You're my teacher. <laughs> See, I, I okay. stole that. I just uh, rephrased okay. it. Okay. So how would your life, Riley, mm-hmm. how would it look differently if you really did practice the presence of God? Um, you know, a couple things. You know, first of all, when I feel lonely, because I do feel lonely sometimes, I think there would be much more peace there, just knowing that I am never alone, that God is always with me. I think part of it, too, um, I've been talking with somebody about love languages lately. My love language is words of affirmation. And, you know, when, when I don't get affirmed the way that I want to, it's important for me to remind myself what God thinks of me. So, you know, yeah. that's another thing, just the confidence of knowing that God's with me, that he's love, loves me, he's there for me, he got my back. And, um, you know, another piece of this, obviously, is the holiness piece. If, you know, I knew God was in the room when I sinned, I would definitely behave different. So I think that's part of just that you know, knowing that God is always with you, you know, knowing that the Holy Spirit is inside you, even, I mean, Paul talks about this, you know, we don't want to sin, so. You would be different if your wife were in the room, <laughs> not yeah, just God, right? right? Exactly, <laughs> right. Well, look, um, right, let it be known, I love that you're on our staff. Love you're it. a great addition oh, to our staff. I mean I that with all that. my heart. That's my love language to you today. Okay, all thanks. Right? I, I really appreciate that. That's great. I I'm, feel I great. I mean it with my yeah, whole heart, yeah, though. Yeah. I mean it with my whole heart. Um, what about you? What do you think? You know, I, when, when I was thinking through this, um, I can, kind of can boil it down to three things. If I was really practicing the presence of God based on my weaknesses, one would be speed, once one would be speech, and one would be spirit. Hmm. Regarding speed, I think I would be more deliberate in conversations I would take better time with people if I knew Jesus was standing there in the circle because that's what he would be practicing. I would not be rushed to get anywhere, even in driving, Mm. you know. I know that's a hard one. I I would enjoy the journey (laughs) more. I just think in a lot of things, in, in reflection, I would spend more time in reflection and evaluation, uh, probably. Regarding speech, I would talk less hmm. and listen more. Um, I would speak words of affirmation more than words of criticism. I would speak words of gratitude more than longing. Uh, 
I'm always noticing these things in me. Mm, that's great. Yeah. Um, and um, what was my third S, a speech? Oh, spirit. I would, you know, I can be, I don't know about you, I can be fickle in my spirit. And I, I, that happens by, by circumstances in life or how well I think the church is doing or people responding. And, you know, that, that takes you all over the page. Mm. And I think if Christ, if I really practice his presence, I would just value the moment, whatever that is. I wouldn't let anything that's happened that day, any conversation, mar my spirit on what he's called me to do. You know, he mm, told good, Isaiah, yeah. you know, I want you to preach, but just so you know, nobody's going to respond to you, <laughs> but I want you to do it anyway. Imagine that. Yeah. And Isaiah had to do it. And I, I, um, I, I, base, I base my life and ministry too much on feelings or on measurements mm. rather than it, it's God's church. Yeah. It's his people. It's, it, it's his truth, and I'm an instrument, a very imperfect instrument, and uh, anyway, I kind of all over the page rambled a little bit there. No, I think that was super helpful. Those, I, I got you what you're those saying. Those three yeah. areas. I mean, I, I guess I want to say is I need Psalm 139 as much as anybody, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because I lack confidence, you know, I lack, you know, sensing God's God and desiring him more all the time mm-hmm. and just resting in him. Yeah. And I need to be there. That's great. Yeah. Do you think there are any other practical steps we can take to be just more aware of God's presence and live in it? Yeah. You know, um, I'm in love with my wife. Mm. Been married 42 years. And I think about her throughout the day. You know, I send her texts. How's the day going? You know, or I tell her something funny or she's sort of always there. And I think it's the same thing with the Lord, that we have to be in love with Jesus. Mm. And when we grow in love with him, it's less about all the steps I'm doing. You know, it's less about if I spend enough yeah. time in the Bible this morning, enough in prayer. It's, it's, I think when Paul said pray without ceasing, I think he was just teaching us we should always be in an atmosphere of communication with God, mm. a sense that he's there. You know, Brother Andrew, did you read Practicing the Presence of God? Yes, I have. Brother yeah, Andrew yeah. was a 17th century monk. Now, I don't, I don't like the whole book. He's kind of weird in some places and borders on blasphemy sometimes, probably. <laughs> it's the one that but, talks about cleaning, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of things. But, you know, he's got some really good points there. And he did teach me some things just about practicing the presence of God. He was big on that. And so it's, it's a word that you read. You don't have to agree with everything. But there are different pointers in there. But I think it comes back. I just think we forget to simply love Jesus with all that we have. Mm -hmm. And when that's in place, you know, it's not an obligation to make sure I'm doing my devotions. It's not an obligation, a duty to make sure I'm praying and all that. It's an, it's an overflow. I don't, I don't have to tell myself to talk to Diana. Mm. I don't have to remember to love her. <laughs> I do love her. Sure. So that's how it has to be with Jesus. Yeah. You really sold Brother Andrew's book when you said it borders on blasphemy. No, no. <laughs> that's probably overstatement. I'm just not. Sorry, Brother Andrew. I don't think fun. you hear us in eternity, but just in case you do. <laughs> no, no, I'm just being fun. <laughs> yeah, you know, just to kind of add to what you're saying, I think that, you know, practicing the presence of God really goes beyond a personal quiet time. Exactly. I think that's something that we talk about all the time. I believe in the personal quiet time. Um you know, it's something Absolutely. we talk about all the time because it's so practical. Yes. It's a really easy step yes. to take. But if that's all you're doing, that's not sufficient. Right. I think God needs to be in 
the daily rhythm of your life. Yep. And I think one of the best scriptures that gives an example of this is the Shema, Deuteronomy 6, 4 yes. through 9. It's one of my favorite passages of scripture. I encourage you to go read it later today. You know, it starts off just by saying, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And then it tells, you know, the people of Israel what to do. You know, talk about God when you... Uh, you sit down when you get up, talk about him when you walk along the road, um, you know, bind his words on your head and on your hands and, you know, you know, write stuff about him on your doorposts. So, you know, for the people of Israel, God was really a part of their whole life. It's something on their houses, something that they literally bound to their bodies. And I'm not necessarily advocating that we do that, but, you know, I think there are some principles there. Like, you know, how can you you know, how can you bind God's word to your heart? You know, how can you, how can your house be something that constantly reminds you of God's word? And it's so difficult. You, know, you go to work every day. You have a lot of demands at work. You know, the kids are having a bad day and you're having a bad day because of that. It's not easy, but always behind all of that, there's just this sense that God knows where I am. Mm-hmm. He knows what I'm frustrated about. He knows the demands of my life. And we have to learn to breathe. We just need to breathe through life and, and rel- remember that he's the source of our life beyond all the mundane, all the, all the stuff that we have to deal with every day. But the more we can do that, the healthier we're going to be. Yeah. That's, that's what relationship means. We, we can, what you all said, we can do it from a legalistic standpoint or we can do it from a grace and love Absolutely. standpoint. Right? Absolutely. That, that's the difference. Yeah. 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 You know, I had a, a missionary tell me one time, God only cares about what you do for him. And I just totally disagree with that. I think God loves us so much that he wants to be a part of every piece of our life. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. It's a, a pretty cool realization when you can wrap your head around it. The best obedience grows out of this heart that has been absolutely gripped by the love of God. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. and that prompts us to love other people. This is a good conversation. Yeah, we could talk one. more, yeah, couldn't yeah. we? Well, um, Sunday, we're going to wrap up this series on praying dangerously. Luke's going to pray a great text. I said a couple weeks ago it was coming, but it wasn't. I got my weeks mixed up. This is that great scene in Isaiah 6 where God's train, the, ro- the train of his robe fills the temple, and, uh, and Isaiah is captivated and says, here am I, send me. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be, I know, inspiring for us all. We'll have great worship together, whether you're online or um, in person. Uh, if you want to be in person, make sure you go to mypcc.info and reserve a place for yourself Sunday. If you're not ready to join us, join us online. We, we'd love to know you're tuning in. God bless you. Have a great week. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. It's our desire for you to grow in your understanding of Christ's love as you partner with us in our mission to love all people to new life in Christ. If you have any questions about our church or would like to plan a visit with us, go to plainfieldchristian.com. If you would like to receive our podcast every week, we encourage you to subscribe to the Plainfield Christian Church podcast on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Have a great week.